Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and this afternoon I am delighted to be joined by Alan Morrison and Lawrence Connolly to discuss Celtic 7, St Johnston 0. Now earlier on in the season we've seen two 6-0 defeats of Dundee and St Mirren uh, and we've gone one better now at half time Alan. We were talking about uh, the situation that we were in there at half time, 3-0 up, dominating the game probably could have been four or five, nothing up. How do you approach the second half? And Ange Borstokoglu has responded. Uh, seven, nothing. Absolutely superb. Probably better second half, not just in the goals tally, but also in the performance. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it was fantastic uh, to watch. You know, the team is playing in a really coherent way. And, and actually it made sense. As, as I said, um, at half time, it made sense to keep going. Uh, there was no point in you know, resting with the ball, uh, you know, for like a midweek game or what have you. We need we need to push that goal difference, and uh, we haven't got another game for a week, so just keep going, and that's exactly what they did. It was yeah. great to see. 
It was brilliant to watch. Aero 250, I mean, again, I mentioned this at half-time, Lawrence did a lot of the games last season and it was a tough, tough gig, <laughs> I've got to say, Lawrence. So it's great to see you here on a 7 nothing performance, Aero 250. We never stop putting on this style, you love to see it. Uh, John Boy, 1888, stunning performance. Football played the Celtic way. Well, if I'm going to say anything, I'm going to return to uh, a little saying that Tony Haggerty coined some time ago on Axom, and it's rip-roaring, free-scoring, never-boring Glasgow Celtic. So this one's for Tony, if you're tuning in. Lawrence, what do you make of that? That was just an outstanding performance from top to bottom. Yeah, absolutely magnificent. I actually thought second half we were playing well within ourselves. You know, there was a few wayward shots that we should have done better with. Uh, you know, as I said... I wouldn't have been surprised if we'd come off double figures. I mean, I don't actually think we would we have about 10 shots in target or something? I'm not sure, but you know, I'll tell you. <laughs> 11, actually, just, just guess. 11. <laughs> 11 shots, in, you know, it's, it's some return, but the movement of the players, they end up changing. I mean, at the end, I was hoping for a St Johnston goal just to make that famous scoreline, but, you know, it would have been good to get a 7-1. Uh, we hope Yakimakis is okay and Turnbull is okay, but it's brilliant. It's the semi final. If we win the semi final, happy days. It's looking good for another treble. It, well, it is. Now, again, it's sometimes difficult to discuss points such as, you know, us going out of Europe, but it was a discussion point. Obviously, leading up to the Bodo Glimt games, particularly after the first uh, the first leg, um, and we're now in this situation, Alan, where I think it's absolutely massive to have that recovery time, because yes, Yakimakis and David Turnbull both limped off the park today, and it's a it's a worry anyway, but it's just that recovery time, and I think it's massive. Whether or not they're going to get another round, I, I, I really can't say. I don't know. There's been some uh, unusual and unexpected performances by Rangers in Europe this season, so I wouldn't be surprised if they got through. But if they do, uh, all I'm worried about is Celtic. How does that benefit Celtic? And I think it does, having that one-week recovery time. Uh, the only real downside of the game, of course, Alan, but, uh, as I, I mean... When I'm looking at the performances, I've written down O'Reilly here because for a, a one-half performance, that was pretty sensational, wasn't it? it? It was. So, I mean, just on your point about recovery, I think even more important than recovery, um, because actually I, I, I believe that the players train at a similar intensity to what they play. So seven, seven five days on the training ground with Ange is probably not for the faint-hearted. Um, but, but actually it is those five days on the training ground together as a group that I think we see that the more time that the manager has with the players, the more the cohesion, the cohesion grows uh, because he is a good manager and he does keep it simple for the players. And, 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 so, and so that, as I say, that team, that those team dynamics, the team shape, the what they do out of possession. Because, that, again, that's what really impressed me about the first half was how, how good they were. I, I mean, I'll give you some of the stats here. I mean, Celtic were only out of possession for 16% of the game, 84% possession, 23 shots to one, um, you know, seven big chances created, 886 passes, 90%, 2% accurate. We only conceded three fouls. Um, expected goals was 4.81. They had one shot, um and uh, so it was just a completely, you know, dominant performance. And yeah, I mean, have I told you about Matt O'Reilly? Have I told you what a good player he is, by the way? Uh, seriously, um, 
you know, I know Kyogo is fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, exciting. Um, we paid a lot of money for him. He's 27 years old. He's probably getting to the peak of his career. Matt O'Reilly, 21 years old, one and a half million pound, never played outside League One. He is a, going to be a special player. Um, the, the data already says that. Yeah. Um, and I know he's being used quite carefully. We saw today the array of passing that he had. Lovely to see him score two brilliant goals as well. Hope that was the one bit of his game that, that I haven't seen a lot of yet was his, his um, goal threat. Mm. Changed that changed that today for sure. So he's one to keep an eye on. Uh, super, super exciting player. Unbelievable. And he could have had a hat-trick today as well, Alan. I think, um, again, you're looking at the fact that uh, Tony Haggart is claiming a cl- you know a, an assist in uh, Matt O'Reilly's international cap for the under twenty ones in Denmark, <laughs> but um, that might lead to full international uh, recognition for Matt O'Reilly, and for a guy at that age, Alan, for that price, uh, we've been so critical of the recruitment at Celtic. But there has been so many good examples this season. You look at, listen, other end of the scale, Joe Hart, just over a million quid. He's come in, he's been absolutely pivotal to this season's uh, re-emergence of Celtic. Juranovic, sometimes I watch him and think, what, 2.7 million, really? That was an unbelievable bit of business. But mm. Matt O'Reilly at that price, Rio Hatate, Maeda. I mean, I know that we've not bought him, but I think there's an obligation on the loan deal. It is, the, yeah. The way we have gone about our business this season. And I mean, when we're we're looking at the Dermot Desmond interviews and how in all his time he's claiming we've never changed our approach and we've had a, a, a formula and it always goes through the manager. I'm not calling anybody a liar here, but there's definitely been a different approach. And and the players that have been successes have been identified identified rather by Ange Postecoglou. I mean, is that obvious enough for you um to say as well? I mean, as I say, I don't yeah. want to go oh. against anybody, you know, and say that they're lying. But, I mean, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, this is what happens when... You, what what Postacoglu wanted, he wanted players in on January the 2nd and he knew the players he wanted and Michael Nicholson went off and did it, right? And that hasn't what's, that isn't what's been happening for the last X number of years. I mean, Dermot Desmond in his interview admitted it. Him and Lowell have been playing director of football for the last 20 years, Right. You know, and, and, and that is, you know, Lowell's legacy in terms of the, the finances of the club, fantastic. But in terms of, you know, playing that unofficial director of football role and meddling in transfers, you know, that, that, that not, not, you know, not so good. So we, we had a manager who, who knew what he knows what he wants. He's got a system of play. He wants players to fit into it that aren't necessarily the best players, but they're the best players for the, the way that he wants to play. And, and, the, and those players, we've just gone out and we've got them. And that, that, to me, is a massive step forward. And Absolutely. it is a change. It is a yeah. change from what we've seen. It is. It definitely is. And we're not going to go over all ground with regards mm. to Brennan Rodgers, but there was clearly players he wanted uh, and not when he was in charge. I'm going to bring this up, a point from you and Boy Martin. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. We're streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Twitch, uh, and also the big one, YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you sub- subscribe to the channel because we are putting out daily content and there's loads more to come. And you and boy, uh, Martin, who's been on the show three times now, and by the way, he keeps reminding me he's got a 100% record when we're playing and he's in the studio, so keep coming, Ewan. In all my years watching Celtic, that was the best football ever. Now, I know that Ewan has been watching Celtic, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, since the 1980s. So have you. 
Lawrence, you've been going to games since the 80s. The 70s. Yeah. Wow. You're older than I look, mate. <laughs> so you've been watching Celtic in six different decades. Let that one sink in. Right. Where is this? And it's not just a one-off. I mean, there's been other examples this season. Where is Where does this rank for you, Lawrence, in all the Celtic sides that you've watched? I suppose this is a Tommy, a Tommy Burns team that can defend. <laughs> you know, it was that great, amazing, attacking, exciting football. But you know what? We can defend as well. And we're not getting too many draws. You remember that great season under Tommy, but mm. how they were playing Thursdays and then having to play on Saturdays. Well, you know, even getting home on Friday nights and having to play the Saturday morning. But yeah, I think it's it's definitely up there. It, the thing that's different here, I don't think we've spent loads of money. I know Emil spent you know, loads of money, but Anya's been, uh, I'd say, prudent with the money he's invested. He's invested yeah. probably at the right level. You know, it's it's not like we're buying EPL stars, and, and probably we couldn't afford, you know, a, the likes of a Chris Sutton now or a, a Neil Lennon. So he's, we're having to really scale the market, and obviously, he knows the Japanese market. <laughs> it's, it's just great for us. Uh, so I think. Matt O'Reilly, case in point, even from the lower regions of English football, what a player in at 21, you know, mm. what potential. Leela Bada from Israel, another young player, but his stats must be terrifying, you know, in, in terms of assists and goals. So I think it's right up there at the top. Uh, I think, well, I don't remember too much. I mean, Steen was a manager when I started watching, but I don't remember too much. He was really young. Obviously, some of teams, David Hay was unlucky. And I think Gordon Strachan, you know, half in the wage bill, but getting to two last 16s. But his team certainly were nowhere as exciting as this. I think if yeah. Ange can build in this season and do, do something in Europe, I think it's right up at the top. It's an interesting one. And I like to ask guys like yourself, Lawrence, who've been watching for a long, long time, um, David Bradley, what do you say about that amazing? Absolutely, you just enjoy it, David, and you bring up as many comments as possible. But on the point, Alan, of the defence, Lawrence mm. raised a very good point there. It's like watching a Tommy Burns team that can defend. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, again, watching that game against Rangers, when you're fully emotion watching it live, it looked like an outrageously good defensive performance. I mean, everything that was thrown into us, we dealt with it. Um, and, and on days like today, they're just cool as you like. They're passing the ball about. They're starting. I mean, I think I've lost count. I think it was maybe the six goals started with Cameron Carter Vickers. It ended up with O'Reilly scoring it. Yeah, they went. They went a bit. They went a bit mad. St. Johnston started pushing up on the pitch. And I thought, oh, this isn't good for them. This is going to end really badly. And uh, yeah, we kind of cut them open quite easily. I mean, the defending starts from the front, right? So the defence itself had very little to do. St. Johnston had one shot at goal. Uh, it was a very low, low expected goals value associated with it. Um, this has been a theme certainly since January, where the amount of chances that we're um, giving up from open play are, are almost minuscule. I mean, it's, a, it's, 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 it's incredible, and and it's because you know, number of times that we saw the rare occasions when we lost the ball, there would be like four Celtic players hounding uh, the St. Johnson player, and yeah, you, what, 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 what you've got to realise. Is is absolutely exhausting to play against a team like Celtic. That was a horrible afternoon for them, as professionals chasing around that pitch, not getting the ball, not getting on the end of anything. When they did get the ball, then there was a severe danger that they, they were going to lose it again very quickly and then be countered again. Um, so that that's a horrible afternoon for them. And this is how this is how the style of play that he's he's moving towards. I still think 
you know, and this is this is the exciting bit for me. I still think we're a long way from having a squad of players that fit in with this style of play. There's a lot more to come uh, from this because we're miles off it in Europe still. Uh, we've seen that. You know, we conceded more goals in the Europa League than any other team, and it wasn't a fluke. You know, we we deserved to. And I know there was I know that was great intent, and that was some great you know um, matches against good teams again, Betis and Leverkusen for sure. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. But, we, you know, if we want to, if we want to uh, progress in those tournaments, we've got a long way to go, but we're, we're on the right, we're absolutely on the right road. Well, just as you were talking, the point came in there from Raymond Dog, and I had highlighted it because uh, that was my question. I mean, what we've got here is a team that had to be completely rebuilt. I mean, he's not made any changes to the starting lineup this week. So last week I made the point against Rangers that only three players started that game that were here before Ange arrived. So he's, he's completely crafted a brand new side over two transfer windows. Which is astonishing, right? We kept getting told that, you know, it's a two-season gig when it comes to Ange Postacoglu, didn't we? Mm. And um, I, I, myself, I'm too impatient. I didn't want to wait two seasons. I didn't want that momentum to to remain with with Rangers because before you know it, it can be two or three seasons before you wrestle the... If you look at history, um, before you wrestle the title back, it seems to, in Scottish football, other than the nine-in-a-row eras, it, it seems to go to one team for maybe two or three seasons and back, very rarely beyond that. So I, I just think it was very important to do it this season. Um, and what we have now is we're looking at a pre-season where, like Alan says, Lawrence, you know, he'll be looking at every minuscule detail, or maybe he won't, but he will be getting fed the information because, as he says, he's more of an XL than an XG kind of guy, but he does, impre- he does totally embrace the um, new methods, absolutely. Because I think Alan made the point that he's an old-school manager, but, you know, I'll, when I think about... When people go on about our great sides of the 60s and 70s and they say, oh, would they have survived in the modern day? Well, of course they would have, because they would have had the modern day technology and facilities to work with, and they would have still been the best. You know, so it's a bizarre argument. But what Alan was saying there about old school, you know, the old school mentality, but embracing uh, new technologies and new methods, that's what Ange is all about. And I'm now looking at what is this side capable of? I mean... I get concerned because I know that Celtic have broken down teams far too quickly in the past, sold star players far too swiftly because of the money that's being offered. But I, I feel a bit different about this, Lawrence, and I think that if we can keep Ange here for a period and we can keep his side together for that period, then we really could make an impact. Now, I'm not saying we can win a European trophy, but we've got to do better. But People talk about punching above your weight. We've been punching well below our weight, I think, Lawrence. Are the club willing to do that? Will they match Angie's ambition? Well, I think they've got to. Listen, Angie's brought a system and a style play, and Alan's touched on it, identifying players to fill it. But we can only keep players as long as they want to be here. So there is a thing about, you know, you need to move them on at the right time. And then touching back to the, the Dermot 
think, you know, we didn't change things. We just did last year. We kept players when it didn't want to be here and it didn't work. So it's kind of, so he's changed anyway. Maybe that's because, you know, they're generally Celtic fans and they really wanted to 10 and they thought, you know what, we're going to change this just to try and get a 10. But under Andy's system, I think if he keeps getting results like this, <laughs> the prices he's bought at, we both got to love that because I don't think he's, we're going to lose money on any player. We're going to at least double the money in anyone he's bought, is it? Aren't they? So I think it's, if he can maintain the kind of recruitment that he's been doing for whoever, if anyone wants to leave and go on, I think Angie's been unequivocal and saying, well, you know, Goy's not interested. It's, if he maintains this record that he's got in recruitment, yeah, I think he will achieve something in Europe. The smaller teams than us have, you know, achieving stuff in Europe. And you're right, we have not performed as we should have. I think probably it was striking probably the last time he really got decent results in Europe. You know, that's a while back now. And that, I know he jokes about it. That was with a partnership of Caldwell and McManus at the back. But, you know, so Tom, sometimes it's getting the right system, mm-hmm. you know, and getting the players to play it, which was the case under striking. And it looks to be the case under Ange. I noticed there in the dugout that alongside Kennedy and <clears throat> McManus, Darno Day was in there. Is that, am I just not noticing that previously? Is that a new thing? Darnold Day in the dugout? I think he's been there, mate. Is he? But I think so. I, I've never noticed though, Day. Let me know in the comments. Someone will know better than me. But I just, you know, talking about uh, having a, a core within the, the Celtic um, backroom team who are, you know, this bootroom mentality uh, of old. And it was just interesting. That, that was the first time I've noticed though, Day. I, I think he speaks very well and he's very highly respected by uh, the players that he is developing. So for me, that's a positive. And uh, Joe Fulham, I'm going to bring this up because drop points tomorrow. I think maybe Lawrence mentioned this. But the reason I'm bringing it up is we are turning the screw here. You know, you're nine points ahead. Their points are on the board. <coughs> We're now 23 goals better off, I think, going into tomorrow's game. That's something Rangers didn't have to live with last season, Alan. How important is it this time round? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, very. And I, I was on record as saying after the 3-0 that, you know, let's see how they respond to pressure because and, and, and it wasn't trying to play one-upmanship. It was just, I was just reflecting, you know, the facts that in two out of the last three seasons, Post Christmas, when the pressure came on, uh, they, they they crumbled, uh, and the one season they didn't was the COVID season, which you know we don't need to go over all that again. Um, so I just my question was, you know, would would they would they crumble again? And especially when their their captain had questioned the team's mentality, Van Bronckhorst questioned their mentality after the Celtic game. Um, so this wasn't. I was just reflecting them, you know, holding the mirror up to say. Can you handle the pressure? You, mm. you, you don't. You see, the evidence in the past has been you haven't been able to, and your your captain, your manager, uh, you know, were doubtful about that too. Um, they've got they've got some uh, issues at the moment in terms of there's a huge lack of creativity in the side, um, especially when you play a midfield of of Jack and Lundstrom anchoring very good deep deep uh, progressors of the ball, but you know, and, and then. If you play Kent and Aribo, again, very good box to box in terms of getting you up the field, but actually pretty pretty average, um, you know, assists and, and chance creation sort mm. of data. And Morelos, Morelos, you know, whatever we we say about him and all the aspects of his play, is pivotal to the way that they play. 
and he's a massive loss, and they don't have anyone remotely of the same caliber to replace them. So they've got a lot of challenges. Um, you know, Van Bronckhorst is a, seems to be a bit of a tinkerer as well. Mm. And I'm not sure if that's helping them. Uh, and then they're on the back of what was a you know a pretty tough night in Portugal. I mean, they were stretched by a very good attacking side. They didn't have a lot of the ball. They didn't create a lot. And they've got you know they've got the big game coming up on Thursday. So all all of that to me is is is, is cause for uh, optimism, I suppose. But it is Saint Mirren. Saint Mirren, I've got. Um, I'm just sorry. I'm just checking the table now. I've seen quite a few surprising results actually in terms of the top six. Saint Mirren, yeah, yeah. Saint Mirren actually cannot get into the top six now. So, um, but they are on, they are the next they are the first the next team above Saint Johnson. So they do need to pull themselves away from that that potential playoff. So I think they have got things to play for. That suggests to me they won't they, they won't be throwing uh, throwing it all uh, in the game tomorrow in terms of forward play, St Mirren. I think they'll play a very defensive game. And again, uh, this Rangers team is not good at breaking down uh, packed defences because, as, as I say, that creativity is, is lacking. And as we saw uh, last Sunday, where we played the way that a lot of teams play against us, where we... We played in a medium block. We, we we surrendered the wings. They piled cross after cross after cross in, and they were quite happy heading them away. And St. Mirren will probably look to that and thought, yeah, we can probably do that as well. Mm. Interesting times. It really is. But that, I'm like yourself looking at that um, that table. Uh, Livingston were sitting in sixth um, until late on. They've dropped out of the top six. Yeah, we, don't have, we, we don't have to go back to Livingston for a third <laughs> <Yes>. time. <laughs> and uh, Ross County climbing to five. Some turnaround yeah. under Malcolm McKay. Joe Porter. Great, yeah. uh, un- unbelievable. Um, was that the performance of the season? It would be difficult to uh, argue otherwise. I mean, the Rangers 3 nothing game would take some beating as well, I've got to say. Um, but yeah, it clicked today. And this is a big thing. Alex Shun points out, peaking at the end of the season, like Anne said. Yeah, absolutely. Um, does that make it easier next season if we, we have a slow start? Remember Alex Ferguson's sides often had slow starts, didn't they, Lawrence? And um, I mean, there was a wee bit of panic at the, at the beginning of this season. You know, when you're you're losing 50% of your first six league games. Um, do you think that the trust we have in Ange and the way that he sets his stall will prevent us from having those concerns should it happen again? So, I guess what you're asking is Ange is pretty unknown to us other than his record in Australia. We didn't really know him as a Celtic manager. So next season, hopefully he's a treble winning Celtic manager. Would we have more trust in him then? Undoubtedly, <laughs> you, you know, if, you know, if he loses at first game, you're going to go well. The guy knows what he's done. He's delivered trophies for us. So yeah, I, I, I don't think it. I think yeah, I think most Celtic fans trust him now. No matter how this season ends, you, you know, whether it's just a league cup, which is still possible, or just a league cup in the league, or whether it's a treble, I, I think he has the trust of the Celtic fans and hopefully the, the Celtic board. So I don't think a slow start next season will have the the same kind of panic. Mm. But then again, you've also, I suppose you're judged about how well your opponent does or your nearest rival does. You know, if they win 10 games out of the first 10 and we've only won seven, there'll be a bit of a wondering what's going on. So, but I, I don't see them improving next next year. I don't think they'll have the money. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I trust Ange more than I did when he came in and I think most of the, the support are the same. So, a slow start's not going to get the same effect on us. 
No, I don't think so. Grace, nice to see Kyogo. We cannot go through today's bullet without talking about the return. I think Ange gave him a wee kiss on the head. <laughs> yeah, is that right? Um, absolutely, yeah, it was brilliant to see him back. And um, I think that there's a, a good point here, actually. Danielle F makes the point. We glimpse of Kyogo and Maida together as well. Wow, something to look forward to. But we can't forget the performance again of Maeda, Alan. Mm-hmm. At one point, Paul Cuddy, who always seems pretty composed, just says, I just love Maeda. That was that was it. <laughs> he just threw that out there and uh, uh-huh. no one disagreed. What a performance again. The work rate's incredible. It is. Sorry, just, just to, uh, to, to back up what Lawrence was saying about next season. Sorry, just one little thing on that is if we if we manage to win the league, then we won't have all these horrible early qualifiers in June and July. And that will that will be transformational to the way that Celtic can bed in new signings and hit the ground running uh, in in August mm. rather than June. Just just as a, just as an FYI, uh, on Maeda, yeah. I mean, I was, uh, you know, I I capture all the data myself for these games for people that don't know, and I, I then I judge my my uh, kind of man of the match based on on all that, and I'll still do that. So I, I'll usually contradict what I thought when I watched it, uh, but I, I actually thought Maeda, if I had. To, to choose a man and that's just on on watching it and, and, and on just on pure emotional reaction um, I would have had him as man of the match too yeah I mean his, his work rate I mean and his team play uh, and we, we started off talking about the defence and that's really where it starts it starts with with him uh, in terms of you know putting the opposition under pressure yeah. and what it means is it's just little things like if you force an opponent into a hurried pass that pass isn't as good quality as it would otherwise have been um, and or you can like the first two goals, you force mistakes that actually lead to goals. Um, so it's, it's fundamental, and, and it has a it has a cut, you know, has a a knock on effect. You know, a poor ball up the line then might be turned into a quick throw and a quick break, etc. So it just has a it has a, a positive impact on on the whole team, and he and he does that, and it's these little things build up during the game. So yeah, he, no, he was superb, and great to see him get a goal. Mm-hmm. And great to see him get an assist as well, <laughs> intentional or not. No, absolutely. And I think that uh, Maeda, when he, when he came in, um, he was a player that I had high hopes for simply because Ange knew him. He had worked mm. with him previously. He was the, the only uh, player from the, the four Japanese signings that we made that, that Ange had worked that closely with. And you think, well, if he's the top of the shopping list, which apparently he was, above Kyogo, then there must be some talent. And mm-hmm. what you see there is that it's more to do with what he brings to the team, rather, I feel, than the individual brilliance mm-hmm. of a Kyogo, which, mm-hmm. I mean, we got wee glimpses of it this afternoon again. Um, and just to have him back is tremendous. We concern about Turnbull just back from injury and, and limping off near the end, because I think things like Kyogo coming back, Turnbull coming back, eventually James Forrest, who I think is only a week away, uh, Callum McGregor getting that mask off because he has said in the past that, you know, even just his vision um, is impaired slightly, getting that off. And everything is continually strengthening this Celtic side. But the reason I bring up McGregor is because all too often on these bulletins, um, we don't even mention his performance. But he's at the heart, he's the heartbeat of this football club, um, the, the football side. And I think what we've seen throughout the season is the evolution of him as a captain as well, though. Um, there was all this discussion at the beginning and I think a big part of that Lawrence was down to the fact that we had such a lack or a perceived lack of leadership last season that we were a bit worried that we were you know, losing three heads of department including Scott Brown 
Um, and we were wondering, should Callum be the, the captain? But he's blown that right out the water. How impressed once again were you with the, the usual performance from our captain today? He's just consistently excellent, isn't he? It's just, it's just expected now. You know, if he's less than an eight in a game, you know, you start. I can't remember when that was, but you'd be worried. He just, he's just amazing. He's tied to the captain, say, mm. without any problems. It's just an outstanding player for us. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a, hopefully a great leader in the next few years. You know, um, yeah. It's just been brilliant. He obviously gets hands. You know, it's a big change from last season when he was coming off at games and saying, "You didn't know what we might be doing out there." Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, we're not hearing any of that. It appears that everyone knows what they might be doing in the park uh, at every moment of it. He was clearly frustrated a few times last season, wasn't he, when he was giving the post-match interviews. Alan, 28 years of age, this is his eighth season at Celtic. He's nearing, um, he's creeping up on 400 appearances for the club. Um, he's the guy that, what I hear now when he's getting interviewed and a couple of the press conferences he's given to the fan media as well, as he sounds, he's got the same kind of chat as Ange. It's almost as if... Um, they're all listening to the way that Ange is setting out his stall. And I've even heard it with Fran Alonso in the pressers. Um, so the, the, there's a mantra, and they're all believing Ange's mantra, and they're, mm-hmm. they're actually repeating it. Um, and I go back to when Brennan Rodgers spoke about the Holy Trinity. Um, but when you're thinking about last season, we didn't even have that harmony, harmony between the manager and the players. We couldn't even get that bit right. Um, how important has that harmony been? Uh, and in particular, over the last few months, when we've seen this this improved performance. You know, it's, it's absolutely crucial uh, what you've seen, what we're seeing, and we'll continue to see. And as I say, I can't emphasise enough. We're only at the early stages of it. Is a manager who has a very clear way about not just how he wants to play but how he wants the whole squad to conduct themselves in training. How he, he, he always talks about how they present themselves in training, which is an interesting little language quirk that he uses quite often. Um, but, it, but it's important. You know, he, 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 he lets them, he has, they, have, they have latitude in terms of he expects the senior players to almost be his eyes and ears. He's not on top of them. He's not over-communicating over to them. He has a very clear philosophy, a very clear style of play. Um, he makes the game, I believe, one of his greatest gifts, potentially, is not just the unity that he is able to um, engender, but that, that leadership skill to be able to have a, a purpose, a vision, to communicate it effectively and to get everyone to buy into it. But it's the fact that I think he makes the game simple for the players. And I think that's really, really important. Um, and I think, and this is why... You know, you have echoes of sort of Bill Shankly in my in my mind when I say that is, you know, his greatest gift potentially was the you know he he, he made players um, he made the game simple for them and, and and didn't overcomplicate it and I think that is what we're seeing and you know when McGregor was speaking after the game last week and he explained how they'd set up in that second half with the medium block and what they were trying to do shows that. Because players don't usually talk about that stuff, in all honesty. <laughs> um, showed that the players understood what they were what they were trying to achieve. They were comfortable with it, and they got on and they implemented it. And they, and they had they had the right people in the right in the right places to do it. That that I think is his greatest gift. And 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 it's not. It sounds straightforward. And and and, and the reason that um, it isn't is is because you, the evidence isn't. Most people don't achieve that. I.e., that unity, that togetherness, mm-hmm. that sense of team, that, that commonality of purpose. 
uh, and being very clear about your message and that message getting through and get everyone bought into it. That doesn't, that's not, you know, we've all, probably all of us have worked for different companies, different organizations where you've not, you know, that it's rare that you come across people that have that ability to create that unity and that's that single mindedness of vision. Brilliant. And we have it and it's, mm. it's a great uh, improvement on what we were suffering last season. I've got to say, 1200 live on today's post-match. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved in the comments section. We could be here for a few hours getting through all those comments. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel for a chance to win a couple of tickets to go and see Martin O'Neill, Chris Sutton, Paul Lambert, Jackie McNamara and Lubomir Moravchik on the 29th of May 2022 at the SEC Armadillo. And that is an event which has been put on by First Star. If you subscribe to us retweet, share, any of that kind of stuff, you'll be thrown in the hat and you could win two tickets to that event. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. It's been Celtic 7, St. Johnson 0. Thank you to Lawrence Conley and to Alan Morrison for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. What's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything, but losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.